Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to episode 80 of the On the Table Gaming Podcast. This week, we have the privilege of talking with Bob and Max from Gamers Haven in Ohio, and they recently had their first in-person event since COVID-19 hit. We're going to talk to them about their community, how they've successfully grown their group, and what it might look like in some stores when things start to reopen. So, Bob and Max, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this. This is pretty sweet. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm so excited. I know you guys have such an awesome community over at Gamers Haven. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm in a part of the world right now that's still kind of largely closed up due to COVID-19. But I know you guys have recently participated and, and ran a an in-person tournament in an area that is reopening or reopen. So I'm excited to hear about your event overall. And while we're doing that, I thought maybe it'd be helpful to touch on, the, you know, what might events look like for people as we are going through these reopening phases across the world. But before we do that, um, I always like to hear about the context people bring to A Song of Ice and Fire. You know, what's their background gaming experience, if any, because I really feel like that this is such an accessible game and it helps kind of give us a picture of like, you know, what, what they might bring to the table when they're, when they're gaming. So, you know, how did you guys find your way to A Song of Ice and Fire? And, you know, what, what kind of role has gaming played in your life? I can uh, jump in first as Max. So I've been gaming since I was, gosh, maybe like 10, 12 years old, doing tabletop games. My dad was a competitive chess player. And oh, wow. uh, so he wanted to get me into tabletop games just to kind of flex my brain. He was the type mm-hmm. of dad that made me read like Carl Sagan books and stuff. <laughs> you even understand it. This explains everything. Uh, yes. So, um, but yeah, so I've been, you know, started off with Warhammer Fantasy, then went to Warhammer 40K, um, played some different games, War Machine, Hordes, uh, Malifaux, um, picked up on A Song of Ice and Fire just because I liked the IP, um, but I really missed Warhammer Fantasy's, uh, you know, rank and flank system. So that appealed to me as well. And at first I kind of looked at the Kickstarter and thought, well, if worse comes to worse, I'll just use all these models for D&D because they're so <laughs> fantastic. And I, I have the privilege, so I'm a chiropractor in our community and so the cool thing is I have the privilege of talking to a lot of people throughout a day. And so our gaming group started because I kickstarted this game and it was when, you know, the seasons were still going. And so people would wear Game of Thrones shirts or I'm the weirdo that like plays the Game of Thrones soundtrack in the tree <laughs> treating people. <laughs> I feel like epically ominous when I walk in and it's like one of the intense songs like yeah, the one I, play when like Cersei blows up the sept. People are yeah, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I just like a red <laughs> wedding here. Like, go ahead, lie yeah. down. Yeah, go ahead, get on dim <laughs> I was one of those patients. <laughs> yeah, so Bob's one of them. Once once uh oh, okay. Yeah, so so um you know, you get to talking to people and anytime, you know how you get that like geek radar where you're talking to somebody <laughs> and you're like, oh, this, I'm, I'm nerdy. This guy, this guy knows World of Warcraft and what a D20 is. Oh. So, you know, you just start to talk to people and I'm like, well, hey, I kickstarted this game, tabletop game. You want to check it out. So most of our group, I think Bob included, weren't, don't, don't have a tabletop experience prior to Song of Ice and Fire, but the IP and the game system made it so it was really easy to kind of dive into the rule sets so clean and well-designed that it was really easy to bring people with no gaming background into it. And they were just like, you know, I like this character. I like this faction, so I want to play it. And we kind of, I, I harvested our original group out of just like patience. And then we have a, a CrossFit gym and fitness facility inside the chiropractic office too. So, you know, you'd be working out with guys and like our one guy would walk in and he'd wear like, <laughs> 
I paid the iron price for this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, that guy's got like a whole army of Starks, you know? I just so, love how you're like, I just, I have this vision in my head of you just like stalking people down. The fact that you said you harvested them, that also is sort of ominous. Yeah. Well, you know, I play Melisandre, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that's how I, that's how I grew the group. And, uh, Bob kind of, you know, Bob was, was one of those people working out in the gym and, and um, everything. And so he kind of came in the second wave. I had like an initial wave of people. All right. So, so Bob, I, I, what I need to know is uh, we heard from his perspective. He's sort of like the suave chiropractor recruiting people. So t now tell us what it really was like. What was um, this is my first tabletop game. I, I swore that I would never play tabletop games because I never thought I was that nerdy, but I guess I am. <laughs> but um, they're like, okay, so as an outside, as a, you know, someone who doesn't come from this sort of background of, of wargaming, what is like this hierarchy of, uh, of nerdiness? You know, where does tabletop gaming rank in that? All right, so you have like, um, I don't know, you have like your video game people that play the sports games and stuff like that. And then you've got yep. like, like the FIFA FIFA guys. Yeah, and then you have like the MMO players, or oh, you have the Call of Duty guys. You got those guys too. Uh, I actually started playing Destiny with Max and a couple other guys from the gym too back uh, when that first came out. And then you got like the World of Warcraft and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, and then tabletop stuff. Like tabletop that. below Dungeons and Dragons and all that. Oh man, yeah, okay, we're about it's, on the same level, it's right? Got to be because of Big Bang Theory, right? Like. And Stranger Things that made uh, Dungeons and Dragons yeah, probably. I yeah. guess you're yeah. right. That would make sense. Yeah, I'm a high school history teacher, and uh, Stranger Things came out, and the kids are like obsessed with D and D. It's like the cool hip thing. I was like, that was not what it was like when I was in school. No, I started Ooh. working out to defend myself because I was really <laughs> into Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop gaming. <laughs> so. so, Bob, what was it like then jumping in as your as this as your like your first tabletop war game? I guess the closest thing I ever came to tabletop games is I used to have you ever, did you ever know what the IRC chat the internet relay chat was when the internet first came out oh yeah so I used to play like D&D &D on there and it was like you know or like there was a game there was like this stronghold game it was called and you could like level up your characters and stuff and play as a certain class it was kind of cool because I was like all into the the RPG stuff so I mean, I've always been, I've always been into this type of stuff. I just never got into the tabletop games and I knew how expensive they could get. And I didn't really like putting, right. putting the pieces together, you know? So that's where um, all these guys at the gym and, and uh, uh, we're talking about this and they, they come in on Saturday mornings and they just wouldn't shut up about songs. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you guys are such nerds. And then, <laughs> So then I'm like, okay, you know what? Game of Thrones is awesome. Uh, another guy, um, his name's Jared. He was uh, going to stop playing it. So I'm like, okay, I'll buy your army from you. I don't care if it's painted a little bit and and not to my style because I wasn't into the painting and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyways, so I bought the Night's Watch starter kit. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I want two uh, crossbows. I want some scorpions. I want... 18 conscripts for later when they become good like today <laughs> you were just waiting you're playing the long game here man that's dedication so i mean i'm kind of like a completionist with it now too i ended up getting neutrals so then i had to get every neutral and then i bought targaryens had to get all the targaryens uh -oh. still, still waiting on those to come out and i don't know it just became uh it became that's a thing that i did to like get away from life you know yeah so, it was one of the first things I found since World of Warcraft um, that 
I could get out, not touch my phone and not even think about touching my phone. Yeah. You know, so it, it was, it's kind of awesome and really like kind of therapeutic to me, you know, and, and it's, it's been fun since because, um, for a while there, a bunch of guys were, they, Max had a baby. He couldn't play as much. Um, mm -hmm. And then a bunch of the other guys stopped playing as much. I'm like, what's going on here? I thought you guys had like 12 people that played and I was begging for games and stuff. And um, I ended up playing most of my games against the other guy that Max was talking about and uh, learning the game that way. And I, I just, it was like Night's Watch versus Night's Watch every day. And, oh my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. So then uh, I really learned Night's Watch that way. That's for sure. But um, then I started playing tabletop sim. I found out about it. And the first thing I, first time I tried it, I'm like, there's no way I could ever play on this thing. It's so clunky. And I, I obviously I downloaded the wrong version of it the first time around. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever downloaded the original version where. Like, yeah. The way, like the original, like the way, way back one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it, you put your tray on the table and it just explodes everywhere. Yeah. That was the original. So I actually got my money back for tabletop sim. And then I bought it again because I realized I downloaded the wrong one after watching Carl play it. Um, oh, man. I, I started just playing a ton on there. I was trying to get people to play on there. I was like pulling teeth to get Max to play on there for the longest time. He, he was, uh, if you aren't, if you don't have a painted army, you shouldn't be playing on tabletop simulator. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the painting elitist where I'm like, don't play that stupid Tetris game, paint your stuff. That's what, cause you're coming from the, that traditional wargaming background, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll paint your entire army. And then if they don't match, you got to buy an extra unit that match the other guys. How, how nice is it though? Sometimes when you just want to get a game and you can, they're pre-made miniatures, just take them out. You don't have some like half a war machine that fell off that you're trying to like get on the base because you need the base for the measurement, but the thing isn't standing. And yeah, that's oh, why. Yeah. That's kind of why I got into it because you, I didn't have to put anything together. You know, it it's was in that, it's, it's in that Goldilocks zone. Yeah, it's really so. So yeah, started um, playing on tabletop, and then then the game store opened, and that's when it kind of like took off big time for us. We just started getting games. I mean, at first there was two of us playing and then um, Max was like, okay, I'm going to get back into this a little bit more again. And he started playing again and, and a few other people started playing again. And event, sometimes I'd play at my, at my place. I'd have one person over my, I don't have a big house or anything. And uh, so we'd have like, I'd have like one other guy over, we'd play at my house. And then, uh, then people started walking into the game store. We started doing it like a regular thing on Sundays. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. it was Saturday regular thing on Sundays and people would walk in and they'd be like, Oh, what's this game? This is pretty cool. And then we'd be like, Oh, it's game of Thrones. We don't say song of ice fire. We just say game of Thrones. Cause then they right. immediately, that's the hook right there. The yeah. HBO show is called game of Thrones. You know people what? don't that's know it. Such a good point. We say yeah, we, it's, it's game of Thrones, start... song of ice and fire. It's just based on the show, a certain point and yeah. a certain point in the storyline, not just it's based on the book, but we say right. we tell people it's based on the show and then later well really it's based on the book and then right. you'd have if they're in the gaming store they're, they're gonna have seen the show though <laughs> and, right well you'd have you had some of them that'd be like oh i just read the books and i'm like well even better it's actually based off of them, you know um and you explain to them like what timeline it started in and stuff like that and where what what time in the book it's taking place and they're like oh that's really cool uh where can i get a starter and we're like oh well you're in luck. 
Brandon's <laughs> carrying them right now for you. You can get the you can get the Stark and Lannister set for blah blah blah. And, and Max like, reaches underneath the chiropractor chair and he's like, "What? Here it is." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came out of this here too. It's like <laughs> the music soundtrack comes back on. <laughs> right. So the biggest thing we did is just go to the store and play and get people there that are having fun. And and I think the biggest thing about our community is we don't have the the people who are the power gamers. We don't have the people who will run to stone throwers and make you your life miserable. And it, it's like not fun because it's either like I'm either getting hit or I'm not getting hit. Uh, and like, even like, we won't have it. Well, we don't have access to Mel yet, but like, and I know Max likes Mel and everything, but (laughs) you won't play it every time. You know, we all like to try, we all like to go in there and try new lists every single time we play and it, it keeps it interesting for us. And it keeps people having fun because I might try a list. I mean, I think I'm pretty good at the game, but I'll try a list that just doesn't work and someone will beat me and they'll be like, yeah, beat Bob, you know, and, and I'm (laughs) like, yeah, that's awesome, man, a good game. Uh, And and it's always good sportsmanship and it's, it's never, we don't have people arguing. We don't have people when it's, when it's a rules discussion, we'll go to the discord and people will be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's how it works, you know? Um, But it's really cool how, how quickly it's built up. We had like, like I said, we had like two or two or four people playing at a time. And then we had a tournament of 16 with like eight people asking to get in. And we, we went from a text group of like 10 people to a discord of like 26 people. That's that phenomenal. So, and it just keeps growing too. Cause we just had someone else buy the game uh, this weekend after seeing our, our, or this past weekend after seeing the tournament. Uh, that we ran and how how much fun people were having with it and it just seems like the the Cleveland community for this is just contagious and it, it's it just keeps growing and it's gotten to the point where Max and I don't have to run as many demo games because there's other guys that know the game as much as us that they're volunteering to run them now uh, for a while it's like oh man I really wanted to play a competitive game today but I, I I'm like okay I'll do a demo right now yeah. right yeah well, so, you know, I know I was talking to Carl from Rolling If We Got Him, and he came up there recently for your tournament. And, you know, I, I want to jump in and talk about that a little bit and how that event went. But, you know, one of the hard things can be, uh, it sounds like you guys have like a really great, like the the uh, great energy. The people are really nice at your store. But, you know, sometimes you still have those problems where, you know, so you've got someone who's just starting up tabletop war games for the first time. And, and maybe kind of like, you know, you, Bob, you're jumping in here. And then you've got someone like Max, who has like a long history of war gaming. And then your store runs a tournament like, you know, sometimes that can uh, it can present like its own kind of unique challenges. How do you guys, you know, has that ever come up and how do you guys sort of uh, you know, deal oh, with we, sort of we have, a, we have a rule when you demo a game, you let them win. Yeah, oh, there you go. First, first rule, never win your demo game. I guess a tie is okay, but never be the person <laughs> you're demoing the game for. Ever. Just table them. You don't want them to victory. Um, but you, you mentioned how do you include new players in a tournament? And what we started with was the first two tournaments we ran, we ran 30 points instead of 40 points. Ah, all right, yep. Because you, you keep it a little cheaper. So even if someone brings like a Walder, well, okay, that's five points out of 30. Like if you're going to bring right. a stone thrower, okay, that's 10 points out of 30. It's really right. hard to squeeze other stuff in there. 
So we started with smaller tournaments. And it actually, you know, to probably like Bob's despair and Carl's when Carl came out for that second tournament because they want to get more of the cool stuff on the table. And they don't necessarily need to, you know, always bounce to stone throwers and walders to win. But and by the way, there's nothing again. We have nothing against people using that stuff. If it's been play tested and cool mini or not released it, we kind of have like an in cool mini we trust type thing. Yeah. Does it frustrate you sometimes? Yeah. But, you know, I, Bob and I are always the guys that look across the table and go, dude, if you want to run it, run it. Like, right. even if I don't care if it's cheesy or whatever, like, that's only my subjective perspective. Go ahead and run it. If you spent the money on it or you painted it or whatever, get it out here, man. Play it. But we started with 30-point tournaments, and that really made it. So like he mentioned, we, we had a smaller tournament first before Bob was involved. Second tournament was 16, and we had a wait list behind it. And I ended up just TOing it and not playing in it. And it was fantastic because we had people that were very new to the game that weren't intimidated by it because of 30 points. Also from an affordability standpoint. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh you know, to get in. The games were faster. Uh, the weirdest thing about 30 points is you run a 30-point tournament, and the strange thing is almost every game ends in a tabling. <laughs> whether the, uh, whether <laughs> the, whatever the game mode is doesn't tend to matter. It's just like, well, you have three units on the table, so right, stuff's right. going to start dying quick. <laughs> so uh, we did that, and that I really think that helped with the newer players and bringing them in we encourage them. So as I mentioned, for all three tournaments, I TO'd them. I didn't play in them. And I kind of reach out to the newer players that are considering playing in them. And I tell them, like, send me your list and I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to break the rules of normal TO stuff. And I'm going to take a look at your list and make sure there's nothing in there that's just absolutely, you know, bizarre, goofy, isn't going to work or synergize. And I kind of give them some tips. So, you know, on the Roll'em, if you got them, guys, podcast, they went through all the tournament lists in this last tournament. And you'll notice there aren't too many lists that they go through where you're like, what was this guy thinking? Um, and that's because if, if they're putting together a list and they're a newer player and they see they're, they're missing some sort of synergy or something like that, it gives me an opportunity to kind of step in and say, hey, man, why don't, why don't you think about this? Why don't you think about that? And I'm not connected to the tournament as a player. So... There's none of that, and I don't think any of our experienced players really had a problem with me saying, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe bring this. You know, hey, Free Folk player, why don't you look at Skin Changers? They're so really great that, show. you know, I, it's hard, right? Sometimes in communities, like, you, you want to play in the game as well. And uh, I think it's really great that you also, you know, in this instance, took a, the time to be kind of like a dedicated TO that was going to kind of oversee all of this. Uh, you know, sometimes people try and also play in, a, in like, you know, smaller stores or events and, do all of it at once, and that can kind of create some some conflicts. Uh, but it sounds yeah. like you kind of were really thorough about it. I think that the thirty point the thirty points to getting people started on the game. Some of some people like to go right to forty points, but it, I learned the game too in thirty points. Max kind of he didn't force me to do thirty points, but when we first started playing, he he like pre-aligned people against each other. So he put the newer players against each other. Uh, so he'd have like we'd have it scheduled in advance what we're going to play he'd have game modes ready to go he'd have me versus a newer player 30 point game and i'm like oh man i want to play 40 points that's what all the cool play people are playing <laughs> but it really it really helped me learn the game and if you only have three hours to play you, you might only get one game in at 40 points but at 30 points you can get two games in and you're going to learn a lot more getting two games in versus one 40 point game 
And, and that's just, that's one thing that we kind of try to push the newer players to do. And the demos are almost always 30 point games, just so we can get it moving along too, and just show the core mechanics of the game. And I think that's really helped us grow as well. I think people have really liked it. So people out there start thinking about, you know, hey man, after, you know, all this quarantining and social distancing starts to wrap up, or maybe they're just reopening now, they want to get their community started up again or start from scratch. So you're saying, you know, start small, 30-point tournaments, you know, be really careful and deliberate about who you're matching people up. So, you know, do this with like intentionality, right? With with care, plan this out. What about, you know, for tournaments, do you have any sort of prize support that you typically do? You know, how do you navigate that? Sure. So in the first couple tournaments, we did more conventional prize support. You know, we'd get the game night kits, make sure everybody had that. Um, and really, we'd get enough of them that everyone walked away with it. So like our first big tournament, that 16-person one, everyone walked away with like dice bags and, and rulers. And, um, you know, a couple people walked away with like a whole unit of, you know, special edition conscripts or spearwise, right. different stuff like that. We... But then we also – so we did a $20 buy-in on that tournament, um, and then we included um, the Targaryens had just come out. So we did a Targaryen starter as pri you know first place. We do um, you know first, second, third. Second and third, I think, were both like unit boxes, like multiple unit boxes, I think two each. And then we did like a best sportsmanship. You got a unit box of your choice. Oh, see, that's great. Thing. I love that. Best, best sportsman is super important in our game. Like that's if I'm not gonna run a best sportsman, I don't really want to run it. Um, because that person, the person who wins that, is probably one of, if not the most valuable person to the tournament. Hmm. Um, and it's really cool because usually, almost everyone is in the running for that. It's you know me, and then if my dad's up at the store, I make him kind of vote with me, and we put just like a list down of people that qualify for best sportsman and best painted. And then we might have one of his other employees or shoot, even if like my mom or wife come up, we'll make them walk around the tables and put their people down. It's a problem because my wife knows personally, like half of the people. Cause like, right, so she's oh, like, well, so I think Bob is guy. awesome. So let's go with yeah, Bob. Start like, dropping off like Bob? muffins at the house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bob is going to win the tournament. We're not making a best fortune also. <laughs> but, but that's also a great way to kind of uh, subtly reinforce the values that you guys think are important. And if there is a player, it's like, man, consistently, like, I'm not making the nominee for sportsmanship, it kind of sends, like, a subtle signal. 100%. We kind of have, like, an unwritten rule. We don't want to win by someone forgetting to use a weakened token or something like that. So right. if, if we notice something as if my opponent forgets to do something, I'm always like, okay, hey, you know, you could activate that NCU now. This is a new rule. You can just activate your NCU and do nothing in like the three ncu meta you know so right uh, you can do that and people forget that and they 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 just do and and we don't like when people hope your opponents forget to do things and win and and that's just that's kind of the attitude we've taken with the 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 sportsmanship award of did you, yeah you went oh and three okay were you cool about it or were you crying about it and I would say nobody in our group ever cries about it. They're all, they always say, Hey, I learned something this game. You know, I learned, I played, got to play three games today. Uh, I paid, I only paid 20 bucks to enter. I still got, came home with something. And, yeah. and even this last tournament that we ran, it was, a, it was 
it wasn't even required to pay to get in and, and everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to throw 20 bucks in. Yeah, let's do it. You know? So, yeah. So Chase, I did something a little different for this last tournament. What, what ended up happening was Carl and Dakota from Rome, if you got them, they live kind of far away from us, but they live not around a whole lot of game stores or anything like that. So they scheduled the date when they could come out and play with us. And it was just going to be kind of like a game day. And then I realized enough people were available and I knew they were, you know, semi-competitive gamers and, Mm -hmm. you know, local fame type deal. So I was like, hey, why don't I try to throw a tournament together, but we'll cap it at 10. And uh, that kind of leans into that whole COVID bit. So, you know, cap it at 10 for that whole rule of 10 with gatherings of 10 people, you know, less. And we'll just do first come first serve. And like our, our new players jumped all over it. Um, you know, we made sure, you know, Dakota and Carl were in it. So like <laughs> we it. drove up and be like, Hey guys, we um, got it. Sorry. We filled our 10. <laughs> you're not Yeah, You're not, you guys can just play each other. They actually like begged me. Three when I did, together. Yeah. They begged me when I did the matchups to not make them play each other, which is kind of funny. No, that um, makes sense though. I don't know. I've, I, uh, yeah, I no, it, ever, it was cool. My buddy Josh and I, if we ever travel long distance to the tournaments, I don't think maybe is it three, four we've done where it's like, we've been matched up and it's just that's, like, Oh, <laughs> like son of a guy. Like, yeah. Well, right. plus, you know, each other's tendencies. Right. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, still fun Actually, games, you, but yeah, if you play a lot and maybe one of you gets the best of the other one, you kind of like know the outcome already. Right. Yeah. Um, so no, we, we did that, but I kind of put it together. Um, some of the guys like Bob mentioned, our discord's pretty active. Some of the guys had been talking about that really cool tactics board. That was like 3d had stairs going up it and everything. And um, we have a 3D printer up at the store and we said, Hey, maybe this would be a cool prize support. So, uh, my dad and one of his staff made some of those, had one of the higher level staff painters paint it, made these really cool banners for every faction. And as factions were statistically eliminated from first place, we hung the banners on the tactics. Oh, those board come around off? And then, yeah, and then the, the only picture I saw had the place. little Stark one in the front. That's yeah, amazing. no, it's a, it's a night oh, watch. Night watch, night watch. Yeah, Sorry, Stark <laughs> didn't win. That's yeah. How can that I know you're used to Stark no, winning. I I just... know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you mean Stark didn't win? So, <laughs> so, um, but we did that. We, um, Carl, you know, was like, hey, I'll make a dice tray for one of the people who gets oh, top end. Yeah. Um, one of our guys, Bolton Skincare, probably everyone's favorite gamer tag in all of Discord. So Bolton Skincare, he he came together. He made war rigs with his 3D printer. And then my dad is just a he's just a giving guy. Like sometimes at his own expense. So he just opened up the cash register and was just giving out money to people. Wait, what? To what? what? And winning? Yeah, like Bob. I don't know. Bob took home some money too on right. top. And this. our store closed the next day. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm gonna be there next tournament. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chase comes out. So he's like, I have like, money. Guys, ever, you're going to have a line at the door. Like 2,000 people descended on <laughs> Gamer's <laughs> Haven when... They weren't rioting. <laughs> so, but yeah, but anyways, we did... Because it was short notice, and we're trying to set up all these prizes, all of a sudden I realized like I hadn't put a tournament fee in. And I said, you know what? With COVID going on and some people not being able to work or, or not being allowed to work or how unemployment worked out for people, I said, you know what? We're going to do a 0 to $20 donation. If you want to awesome. make it, cool. If you don't, totally cool. It's anonymous. We're not going to single anybody out. I'm just going to, you know, we do it kind of like, you know, the church basket. You just, we passed around an envelope and I opened up the envelope. We had 10 players. We had 200 bucks in it. So. Wow. 
So everyone, everyone, everyone gave money to it. But that, I decided to do that again to keep it casual. So if people couldn't, they didn't have to. Um, and they kind of did anyways. I, I guess that's a testament of the quality of people in our group. Um, but it, uh, I did it that way just so that people didn't feel pressured by either like the competitiveness or, oh, there's money riding on the line. Right. It's like, eh, if you wanted to throw 20 bucks at it, you could, but you didn't have to. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was really cool to see everyone come together for that. We also do a best painted. So first, second, third, uh, best sportsman and best painted. Best painted usually wins like five paints of their choice or three contrast if they go with contrast that same deal me and my dad and, and a staff member or you know mom or, or, or my wife will walk around put three names on a list and then if the name keeps showing up on our list that's the person we pick and every single time we argue about who the first person <laughs> every time of course it actually every time i've picked the same person and every time i get downvoted to someone else that like i always listening right now is like hey yeah it's, it's bolton skincare every i just oh. like his models but it's like a painting thing i think yep. everything's about style so like some people will look at certain models and be like oh my god that's fantastic and then other people will be like eh, it's decent and uh his models just to me he 3d prints like tree stumps to go on the movement trays and then that's so snow cool. all over them and like his units look incredible um but yeah, other people are drawn to maybe like brighter colors. Like he uses a duller palette. He uses classic method, so he doesn't use contrast. Mm -hmm. um, and other people, you know, are, are drawn to a different style of painting. And so I also thought the guy who won our, our best painted did a fantastic job. He was up there in my votes for sure. Dave, Dave did an amazing job with the Starks. But I just, I looked at Chris's Night's Watch and when the other people came over, they were like, hey, this is our top three. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> hang on, hang on. How, how does anyone not agree with the tree stump? Yeah, that's that's no. when it gets that gets tough too, and like especially when the community's established and like the game's been out for a while, so everyone's starting to paint their stuff up. Not that you have to, but you know sometimes you have your army long enough, and you're like, yeah, I might as well like give it a shot. And then you start to have these like really elaborate, like well crafted, scenic based, you know, armies, and you're like, well, now I've got to choose between like six people. Like I don't know, they all look so good. Yeah, Max, then we do um like a worst dice award last time too not this past tournament but the, uh, the one back in january we did like the worst luck award and they got a unit box for like people who who's just like rolled the most ones for the day you know it was it was pretty cool we did yeah that's that's the, that's always that can be a little demoralizing <laughs> unluckiest dude award um it's awesome because it actually went to like our most intense like awesome guy he reminds me of ron swanson from parks and rec meets like a marine meets like a, a umber berserker he's like somewhere in between all of that so but he's so awesome and he historically rolls bad and he rolled into a tournament and it just kept going <laughs> and he just kept rolling bad. So my dad came up with the award. Yeah, my dad came up with the award. He's like, I can't let this guy walk out of here without anything. This was horrible. It was painful to watch. That part I'm when you like it. you start being like, Hey, can I borrow your dice or can I roll someone else's dice? And yeah, we don't let him touch our dice. Yeah, we don't let him touch our dice. Oh, like, I you see get, how it get away is. from my dice. Don't touch him. <laughs> everyone walk he walks in the store and everyone like, pulls their dice a little closer and is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have given them the dice kit with the lasers in it and stuff that your dad has. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things is that, you know, a lot of times now we're coming back from, you know, uh, social distancing. So how did you guys approach these this sort of early events? You know, sometimes people can be a little bit nervous about it. Um, you know, what, what were you guys, how, what was your approach to kind of opening up? 
I don't know people listening are going to be in all different states that have, you know, different requirements or different numbers. I think it's pretty common. A lot of places that are starting to ease open have a, a, a number restriction like 10 or 20 people. Absolutely. So we, we do have the fortunate gamers haven of half the stores retail and the other half is purely gaming with about eight private gaming rooms in addition to oh, wow. a half a dozen open tables that can just be played on. So you've got some flexibility. Yes. So we were able to respect people. And that's a big thing with us with this whole coronavirus bit is that like you're allowed to have your own opinion on it or your stance or your educated opinion or anything like that. I am too. And as long as we respect one another, that's cool. That's fine. We can think exactly opposite of one another. And as long as we just respect one another, it's it's cool. And that's what we made really apparent with this tournament was that like, look, we didn't want to disrespect anyone or anything like that. We wanted to make people feel as comfortable as they possibly could. So I opened it up that if people wanted to play in private rooms that would make them feel more comfortable, they could. When it came to the games being played, they all used one person's token. So one one of the two players was like the token deliverer. You're only, you know, touching your own models, you're only, mm -hmm. you know, rolling your own dice. Um, so we set it up that way. We offered, you know, gloves, masks, hand sanitizer at the at the front. Uh, offered it again, you know, before the tournament started, if anybody wanted that. Um, as far as you know, the the rule of ten, it's rule of ten here in Ohio, so they you, they want you to keep gatherings to ten or less. So that's why our tournament was capped off at ten. I guess I kind of made eleven, but because the store split in half. It wasn't that challenging to kind of say, okay, well, the retail side's over there, right. 10 people over here. So we did it that way. I had everyone sign a waiver when they came in uh, that just respected that, like, hey, it was, it was respect to the store and to your fellow gamers. It essentially said, and I could, I could send that to you if you want to have it, too. It was really simple. It kind of looked like a petition. But it essentially said, hey, um, on this date, I understand and have done my own research regarding COVID-19. I'm going to play in this tournament. And I, if God forbid, I was able to, you know, get any, contract any illness, right. COVID-19 or otherwise, or any injury, I'm not going to take action against my co-competitors or gamers hate. I think that'll and, probably uh, be pretty common, right? Right. And everybody, everybody signed it. Nobody, nobody balked at it or anything like that. It was pretty, you know, it was, yeah. it was pretty straightforward. Everyone, everyone threw the name on the paper. This way is just a small thing that, you know. But you're all in agreement of the values there. I think so. I've got a friend whose uh, wife is immunocompromised. And so he's just really worried about going out there. And it's like, you know, he's, I can be respectful about these things, but what if other people aren't or things like that? So it sounds like you're, you're kind of getting everyone to be like, hey, like we're aware that people have these concerns and we're going to try and accommodate those. 100%. That, that probably came from being a healthcare provider. Mm -hmm. Chiropractors were deemed essential. So we were open through all this and we're, you know, be a chiropractor, you got to touch people all day. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and you're talking to people all day, you know, you'll go in one room and the person's like, COVID's not a real thing. It's completely fake. And then you go in the very next room and they're like, doc, are you going to let people come in here without masks? Because if you are, I'm never coming back here. Oh, so man, yeah. I had to figure out really quickly how to navigate that and kind of play like I had to play the neutrals and just <laughs> kind of balance between and and kind of make sure that everyone was happy and comfortable and felt respected in the facility. And so that kind of just bled into the gaming bit too. Cause at first I'll be honest, like even our discord got a little inflamed when this COVID thing hit and all of a sudden it became not about game of Thrones at all. Sudden we're talking about COVID and stuff. And we tried to really pull that back and say like, look, 
we do this to get away from real life issues. Let's yeah. let's try to limit that. I mean, we're concerned for anybody. God forbid anyone or their relatives catch it. Our hearts go out to you. But let's try to keep this more about Game of Thrones. And and I kind of opened it up to everybody too. Say like, hey, as a healthcare provider, if you guys want to talk to me about it, I'm happy to talk to you about it or talk to you about the science, virology, immunology, anything like that. But in here, let's just keep it Song of Ice and Fire, Lord Bob, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, <laughs> best player, stuff like that, you know? I think that's important. Like, that's something we kind of struggled a little bit to think about. Like, you know, how do we address that even on, like, on the table gaming or in our podcast? And and really, in the end, it's like, this is, you know, gaming is a way to relax and to kind of get away from a lot of those things. So I think, yeah, it's it's important to, like, you know, find that right balance. And in the end, it's like, you know, it's about respect and, and, you know, making sure that it is a space that people can enjoy. It sounds like you've guys got a really good approach and idea on how to craft a community and like maintain that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, we're lucky. And, and, and Bob is, is one of those guys too. He's, he's really, really lighthearted. So he does a good job of diffusing things sometimes. Sometimes you can get protective of like the gaming store or something like that. But, um, you know, Bob, I'll let you, you jump in and kind of give your, your thoughts on the COVID, you know, how we handled COVID as even like a player in the tournament, maybe me as a TO, but maybe he pipes up and says like, I thought it was stupid. And <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the wrong name on your petition, whatever. So yeah, I mean, Bob, what'd you think? I mean, I thought it was good. Uh, I didn't have a problem with anyone and nobody complained about it at all, which was, which was awesome. And we all said, Hey, if, if, if anybody has problems with this then they wouldn't be here and and that's perfectly fine you know so we were all perfectly fine with that we knew there were some people that weren't going to come because of it and that's that's another reason why we kept it small too uh we didn't want people in our community either like looking at us as far as hey these guys are having 20 people in the store at once for a tournament right hang out with them anymore you know, we didn't want that. And that, and that's one of the, the coolest things again, uh, about our community is we're all, we all try to be on the same page. We all have, we all have um, our own opinions, but we try to keep any arguing about things to the game, arguing about rules and, and <laughs> instead, you know, but um, no, it, it was, it was really well run. The store was super clean when we went in and I mean everything got clean when we left and, and it was it was just it was perfect it was just like what a lot of us needed um we needed to get away and we needed to actually have that that real social interaction with people that's been missing tabletop sims great but it, nothing is like getting that those minis on the table you know it, it yeah there's no the tactile part yeah exactly so I mean, it was, it was a fun tournament. Um, all of them have been great. Uh, it, it's just been the first one we did four games and it, it with 16 people and it took a long time, but uh, all the games finished, no, no time, no time constraints or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I think it was really well run and it was a lot of fun always is when we play with these guys well that sounds amazing and i think as we as we start to see the rest of the the nation and maybe i guess globally i guess we do have you know it's an international game um you know as people start to ease back in it might be kind of cool for other people to think about kind of doing like a welcome back like mini tournament like nothing you know extravagant right we still want to be careful you know you know and have like a second wave or something but 
you know, having some smaller events to help, you know, rebuild and reaffirm and welcome people back to your communities. That could be really, really cool. And it sounds like, you know, if you're ever out in Ohio, that Gamers Haven, you guys have, you know, such a great, uh, a great stop. So maybe have people swing by if you're, if you're out that way. Um, and then any shout outs you guys want to give? Sure. So, um, First one, obviously, you, you hit it, but Gamers Haven, Parma Heights, Ohio. They, you know, my dad owns it. That's kind of a dream come true, too. He retired from construction to uh, run that store for us. But, um, you know, come on out, play with us, get, um, you know, get your song stuff there or any any tabletop gaming stuff there. Another one, you know, the Roll'em If You Got Them guys, Carl and Dakota, uh, they're fantastic. They come out and, and game with us. They're in our Discord, too. If you guys are interested in jumping into our Discord, even if you're not really in the area and you just want to talk tactics and <laughs> BS, we tease each other relentlessly. So if you're not used to being heckled nonstop, don't ask to join our Discord. But otherwise, um, if you reach out to me, uh, I'm Iron Cairo in the uh, Discord, um, or or Bob, Sam, yep. Tarly, or any of the guys who shoot Chase. I think you're in it now. Um, you know, we're happy to invite you in and just have more people to talk about songs. So that, you know, that, that Northeast Ohio uh, Discord group for song is awesome. Um, and then, you know, Chase, I really want to thank you, too. You, oh, um, geez. <laughs> you've been the podcast that I've stuck with, you know, from the very get-go onwards. You know, so, you know, not to just kiss your butt too much, but like all, all of the guys in our group listen to your podcast. So, you know, Bob mentioned there's 26 to 30 of us. We all listen to it. Um, and, the absolute enthusiasm that you have for the game is just unrivaled in any other cast. And, and I really like some of the other ones and the different strategy and the different way people talk about the game. But my favorite thing about yours is that whether it's your faction or it's a faction you will play or anything like that, you're excited for the direction of the game. You're excited for where it's going. Um, you never really get hung up too much on like, this is too OP. This is too underpowered. This is how I would change the game. This is how I wouldn't. Um, you're just a true fan of the game, and that shines through in your cast. Jeez, man! Well, All right, now I'm blessing. That so was uh, I did not expect that. Is, that. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so beard's turning red. No. Um. So yeah. No. It's been fantastic to be, you know, just a listener, uh, um, of your cast through all of this, and Josh too. Um, it's been awesome. So, and that when, when Bob mentioned that we got a chance to chat with you here on a, on a podcast, that was really <laughs> cool. I, I got to be well, famous today. So that was awesome too. So big shout out to you. I know our guy Bolton skincare is starting up Sunday slaughter on Twitch. So check out Sunday slaughter on Twitch, um, from Bolton skincare. He's going to be trying to stream our games when we play and, uh, show some battle reports. Absolutely. We'll talk about doing some little round table tactics talks, uh, too. So him too, and then yeah, Bob. Bob, did I steal all of them, or you got you got some extra ones too? Yep, you, you took all of them. I was gonna talk. I was gonna mention uh, Chris uh, Bolton Skincare. Oh. He uh, he's a videographer, uh, so he has a really cool setup. Uh, uh, Chase, I I sent you a little clip uh, before. I saw a, a little teaser here, so now I'm really excited for things to come. Yeah, so we really the 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 problem is trying to find time to to get these together and stuff with our. Yep. Uh, but uh, he's going to do uh, hopefully do these battle reports and it's going to be really nice for newer players to uh, to watch and catch on to these because he has all like the really cool overlays of what the card does when it pops up and, and oh, that's awesome. nice to be enrolled and stuff like that. So um, I, I can't wait to do that with with him. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
and, and again, Gamers Haven. Uh, it, it is Northeast Ohio area. So uh, if you're ever up this way, uh, let us know. And then shout out to Max too over here. He's been awesome for the group and stuff. I, I know I'm shouting out someone in the podcast. No, that, that's okay. And the funny thing is he's I've, he's been really, you know, a strong support of the game in the a Song of Fire Discord for a while. I feel like I've seen your name so many times. And it was like, how did we never actually like really connect until now? Because he was always on the Free Folk channel for the longest time. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, shout out to the Night's Watch players. You guys are the best, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm cutting that. That's getting bleeped. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah no, shout out to everyone. Keep pushing your community. Don't don't make it fun for everyone. Make it easy going. Have fun with them and, and just grow it. Play the game. Go to stores and play the game. Uh, you don't have, we've tried the social media route and everything and it works a little bit, but people coming in that don't even know what the game is are going to start playing it if they see you playing it and having fun. So just go out, have fun uh, and, and just talk about it and teach people and, and, and let them win their demo game. Okay. <laughs> That's the real secret. That's the real takeaway. Let them win the demo game. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and guys, I will put a link down in the show notes to roll them. If you got them. They have a great podcast that they've gone over the more details of the tournament event. Carl and Dakota are amazing. In fact, this is being streamed in advance if you're listening to it, but uh, in 10 minutes, they're going to be doing a stream on, on Twitch where they're showing off some of the newest Song of Ice and Fire builder features. So those guys are amazing. So check out their channel and subscribe on YouTube and check out their Twitch stream as well. And uh, you know, once again, guys, thanks so much for, for coming on and, and thank you for the kind words and for you know, helping build such a great community for this game. Uh, you know, we need as many, you know, these awesome communities, you know, helping get things started back up again after these sort of, you know, past difficult few months here. So, um, you know, keep, keep at it. Really appreciate it. We can't end any other way. So I gotta, you know, in the meantime, yeah. guys, uh, I hope you get your miniatures on the on table. The table.